0: Could it be you calling me down, 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 down? That foolish heart turns have a beat. All that I am is all that you see. Welcome we to no another episode of the Sports Mecca me. Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Abramo. Today I have a special guest in the show. Her name is Courtney Plummer. She's currently a sports performance dietitian at the University of Missouri-Kansas City. Courtney, appreciate you taking the time to talk today.
1: Yeah, good morning. Happy to be here. Thank you for reaching out.
0: Yeah, no problem. So we'll kind of start out. I'm, I'm curious, like, how you really started your career as a sports dietitian and kind of what made you interested in getting into this field.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I've always been involved in sports, played in high school. Um, and then my first year, I actually rode at Kansas State University for the first year. Really liked um, learning like strength and conditioning. Um, that's kind of where I got my proper form for lifting weights. It's just the actual sport of rowing wasn't my jam. Um, but I ended up playing on the club volleyball team for Case Day for the remaining three years. So i um, always been an active individual, and I just really was interested on in how nutrition um, impacts our body and specifically with sports nutrition, which is kind of an added bonus. Um, I didn't really know at the time that you could be involved in the sports sector with nutrition just because it's been an ongoing, growing um, profession. So it was really cool. In 2019, um, UMKC came to Truman Medical Center, which is where I'm fully employed with running a contract with PT, athletic trainers, and a dietitian. Um, and I jumped at the opportunity and the proposal for the position got approved and here we are. So yeah.
0: You went to K-State. What was the type of, you know, education is for, for a program like that, is it a four-year program? Do you have to say like six years? How how did was that entire process?
1: Absolutely. So for dietetics in general, um, it's a undergrad and now master's program. So I was kind of grandfathered into just needing a bachelor's, but even that was five years. So it was four years of undergraduate work to obtain um, a bachelor's degree and then going through an internship where you have to have supervised practice hours, and then you pass a national exam by the Commission on Dietetic Registration. Quite a process. Um, Kind of the same thing as nursing, you know, getting supervised practice, and then Mm. eventually taking an exam, and then you're off on your own.
0: So kind of switch to the bulk of what your role is with UMKC as a sports performance dietitian. So I know, you know, right now it's the off-season, but is this really like a full-time job that you kind of manage – athletes during the season and when they're not in season tell me a little bit about that
1: yeah absolutely so um i would say that there are some breaks where when the athletes go home like that's kind of a lesser um workload uh but actually MKC is about 40 percent of my job and 60 percent is outpatient work so um counseling patients that are from a weight management clinic but 40 percent Um, Definitely kind of carries over more than that. Uh, but that's basically just kind of analyzing the athletes' diets um with different lab results that come in. So like one, ferritin was low. So we've been working on iron rich sources of food, uh, vitamin D is really common for athletes to be monitored, fixing those lab values and recommending different nutrition recommendations for that, um, as well as body composition. So um specifically working with the men's basketball team, a lot of them are working on weight gain and muscle gains. So So uh, just kind of working towards what we can do from a nutrition standpoint to aid with that. But otherwise, it's a lot of educating, counseling, Mm -hmm. um, personalized meal and snack plans for just their short and their long term goals for their sports performance. So, yeah, just a lot of different things. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I want to touch base a little bit about when you said your work with the men's basketball team of how you're focusing on gaining weight. Like, what type of food, I guess, do you recommend to these basketball players to gain weight? I don't know much of, like, you know, what type of foods is important for for athletes to lose and gain weight.
1: Yeah, I would say it's pretty similar in terms of foods. So there's, like, four components that we focus on, and that's lean protein, healthy fats, carbohydrates, and then non-starchy vegetables. So um, all kind of play a part into just nutrition in general and especially. Your sports performance. So lean protein, just making sure that it's lower in saturated fat. Um, and then the cooking method. You know, even if someone's trying to gain weight, I don't really encourage like deep fat fried things. I'm still trying to look for baked or using smaller amounts of still healthy fats. Um, kind of leading into that, healthy fats still being a part of it. And this is really, I think, what I encourage athletes to get a lot more of is because fats are higher in calories compared to protein and carbohydrates. So including these with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then the three snacks a day is kind of what I recommend. And then carbohydrates, that's a higher intake as well for the weight gain. I'm just choosing fiber rich. So your beans, your whole grains, whole fruits, all of those, and then non-starchy vegetables to aid in recovery. So leaf greens, for example, really great for um, anti-inflammation. So just trying to do all of those things, but really emphasis on the healthy fats and getting enough calories to support the weight gain.
0: How do you go about tailoring your meals for, for the different athletes? To me, it sounds like an interesting process because you know not every athlete has the same body components. Basketball players have a different body than a softball or volleyball. So how do you go about just planning meals for everyday athletes throughout the day?
1: Yeah, um, so I definitely encourage the athletes to still have um, kind of their independence with choosing meals. So it's really like there's some that I discourage them to include and some that I encourage them to include. So currently there's um, a handful of different places that they have um, partnerships with, and so they'll go there. And have a selection of what they can choose from, so they still again get that independence from it, but still supporting their performance goals. And then actually, we just formed a kind of new partnership with a local um, company. I think it's My Chef KC. So um, they're providing us with some hot lunches. I think a few times this week, where it's really um, high emphasis on like meeting our calorie and our protein needs, but still being nutrient dense options to support the workouts that they have this week.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned how there's plans that you encourage and don't encourage. So what would you, I guess, encourage more of?
1: Yeah, for one of my athletes, for example, um, iron, again, is a thing. So actually encouraging more beef consumption just because that's another iron source and so then having vitamin C with that, whether that's an orange orange juice um melon strawberries just uh, to assist with the iron absorption into the body but really all of them it's just kind of focusing on their individual snacks and then discouraging again more of like the fried foods are heavy heavy saturated fats so um it's just it's kind of a give and take and it definitely depends on the situation but um again just choosing leaner options even with the weight gain and more emphasis on the mm-hmm. more nutrient dense healthy fats to adding calories
0: mhm you know since you've been at the position for you know almost like a year and a half how many athletes have you come across throughout their sports career just never established really a plan for healthy eating? And like, how do you kind of go about teaching that from the start, like as soon as they get on campus?
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say the number of athletes is definitely high. You get a variety of athletes from different parts of the United States and even overseas. Um, so it definitely just kind of depends how they grew up, what their family kind of taught them as far as nutrition. Sometimes it's pretty um, high in terms of nutrition education and sometimes, you know, there's a lot of uh, areas that we can improve. So again, just going that individual approach it all depends but I'm um, just kind of meeting the athlete where they are and explaining the benefits of having maybe more nutrient-dense selections so um, for example one of the athletes you know, a lot of his snacks were high carbohydrate and highly processed foods pop tarts and so um, not that those can't be a great pre-workout snack but just again choosing more nutrient-dense options to begin with so i um, kind of just looking at different bars maybe different things that we can include to kind of meet still that carbohydrate goal but also maybe include some protein and healthy fats in it too so as soon as they come in I meet with at least uh for some of the teams they the coaches want me to meet with them individually at the beginning otherwise I do normally a group or a team education session so uh with the pandemic last year Over the summer, we were doing a bunch of group Zoom calls, just presenting over Zoom, then answering questions as they came up. So all athletes have access to me so they can reach out to my email um, at at whatever point in the season, in the year, um, just to kind of go over whatever questions that they have. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's a very cooperative effort. You mentioned a little bit about how this certain athlete had Pop-Tarts and just wasn't having a lot of important food, you said pre-game. So what would be the best option for athletes to to maybe snack on pre-post-game? And then I guess, you know, another added uh, addition to this is maybe hydration as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, um, kind of like within an hour to thirty minutes before hydration's been actually pretty focused at this past week that we've been working on. Um, we're trying some liquid IV samples, but um, in general, we have a partnership with Powerade. So, having some Powerade before practice, some salty snacks to retain sweat. Reduce dehydration risk with like pretzels um but really focusing on higher carbohydrate foods and then lower amounts of protein and fats just because of digestion reasons for when we're actually working out and then throughout the workout calorie water just diet depends on the intensity of the workout and how long it is um and then post-workout and this is something I definitely emphasize for even active individuals that aren't athletes is having a high protein source um directly after so whether that be chocolate milk and then you're having, you know, whatever your meal is an hour or two later, it's really trying to op- optimize whatever you just worked out um, and start to rebuild um, and encourage mu- muscle protein synthesis. So I'm um, encouraging that lean muscle gain from the workout that you just had, but water, 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 absolutely with hydration, um, especially with it getting more humid and hotter, uh, just having more water on hand throughout the day to meet hydration needs. hmm
0: You you did mention how kind of the cooperative effort of of meeting with athletes through Zoom calls and, and really talking to coaches. How many people are really like on the staff that deal with nutrition? I mean, I'm assuming it's just not you. Like, is it a group of like three or four people?
1: Primarily myself, the athletic trainers with the teams play a huge role as well as our Mm -hmm. strength and conditioning staff. So um, there's definitely, it's more than myself, um, but we don't have any current interns for nutrition. So um, eventually would love to grow to that. But athletic trainers, since they are traveling with the team, um, those are definitely um, big supporters of nutrition, um, strength and conditioning staff, as well as some of the coaching staff kind of delegated from the coaches of who's handling what with me communicating that way but yeah it's definitely a big team effort to say the least
0: as a group with the with the strength and conditioning coach athletic trainers and then obviously yourself like what are the like, kind of maybe like two or three core values that you try to all work on as a unit to deal with athletes on an everyday level
1: yeah, um, I think it's a lot of repetition and consistency is what everyone encourages is, you know, we're not going to see results overnight. And so it's just important to be consistent with whatever habits that we're trying to form um, and keep in mind just the angle of what like the sports performance and health goals for the athlete are. And yeah, really just kind of reiterating the same message. Um, definitely coming from like a food first approach, try to encourage that to begin with. think is really helpful as well just because I know the world of supplements can be pretty crazy but um, again just you know encouraging them to make the most nutrient-dense choices and think about how that might impact their sports performance.
0: It's sometimes not just more than just you know what they're eating but also do you work with like possible medications that these athletes have on a regular basis whether it's dealing with like asthma or pain relievers I don't know do you deal with that stuff as well?
1: far as medications go neither of those two but um like one athlete has uh like sometimes reflux can be pretty common so i mean just with those medications but i wouldn't say there's any of them that would have an impact on i guess nutrition specifically maybe some medications with those can decrease your appetite so those but um i haven't i guess anticipated or had that interaction yet really just you know taking their supplements for iron vitamin d is needed has been kind of the primary focus but those don't really hinder their appetite or impact it really
0: Mm -hmm. what have you have found as like the go-to food or like a go-to maybe option for these athletes to like to go to if they want to because you mentioned like you know weight loss and gaining weight and increasing muscle but i'm also interested in like maintain like stamina whether it's practicing or in the game like they're not done after 30 minutes so what have you kind of found is like maybe a food item or, or anything that can help a player's stamina
1: yeah um i think it's just getting in like the three meals three snacks a day and that comes along with the planning aspects so if they are going to campus encouraging Think about that ahead of time and make sure that they have adequate snacks to fuel throughout the day Um, and just have a game plan of thinking, okay, like this is what I'm having for breakfast. I'll be at home for this meal. I pre-practice snack, going in, working out, and then what am I having immediately after and what's my lunch going to be after that? So just really encouraging them to think ahead and planning ahead what their schedule might look like. So that might be very new just compared to, you know, a high school environment where either Parents are making your meals. It's taken care of. Um, and that wasn't an aspect that maybe they previously had to think about, but now just coming um, full circle to think of okay, like how am I going to feel my body for this workout? So I wouldn't really say there's like a certain food, but just making sure that the consistent intake of foods there. Um, obviously, if we're skipping meals, we're not going to have all the energy we need for a workout. So it's going to be a uh, maybe less efficient workout than it would have been if we had our full meals and nutrition was on point that day.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to touch base a little bit, or like what you mentioned earlier about when you did zoom sessions over COVID. I want to kind of get a better understanding, like how maybe difficult was your job during the heat of the pandemic? Because you just didn't see these athletes on a one-to-one basis, a one-to-one basis in person's much different than talking with them through a zoom session. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, it, Felt less personal, which I'm sure was reciprocated on the athlete's end. And so it's definitely been better now since coming back onto campus and vaccinations are rolling out. So a little bit of more normal pre COVID times has been there just really making the most out of it. So I kind of was sending more, um, we use a system called TeamWorks to communicate with our athletes. And so I was just using that a little bit more frequently, sending out bi-weekly nutrition tips, just so it was still something on their mind. Cause if they aren't seeing me in person, it could, you know, kind of be lost in the stream of things. Just, I know also, you know, Zoom burnout was real. Uh, everything was on Zoom. And so everyone was getting pretty tired of like another meeting via Zoom which, you know, always want them to look forward to talking with me rather than treading it. But uh, just trying to, again, make the most out of it. Um, I, with Then uh, this past year, we started doing a nutrition Instagram, and I feel like that definitely also helps since everyone normally has an Instagram or has a smartphone, so they're able to connect with that too.
0: You were involved in sports with rowing and at k but I kind of want to take it back to now, maybe reflecting back, Like, did you kind of, when you were, in college. And did, did you kind of really think that a sports performance dietitian or anybody who works in helping athletes with nutrition, like, did you ever think that that wasn't like an important factor of a team? Or did you kind of always think like, yes, this is one of the biggest parts of, of a team of any sport?
1: Yeah, I think as I've grown in this profession, um, I'm more self-aware of how it's important. I think I knew it was important as an athlete, but the why of it wasn't necessarily there. I didn't, hadn't learned it yet. Um, cause actually, my first <laughs> degree that I was going for was agronomy and then switched around a few times until I found my way to dietetics. But just kind of, I think the more education I got in the subject, the more and more I was interested in how it did impact our bodies. There's a lot of research that still needs to continue to be done, but um, it's really, really cool what's been there so far and just how it's still expanding and we're learning new things um, every single year. So definitely has grown in terms of how self-aware I've been of how nutrition can impact your body.
0: Continuing that thought, do you think for young adults, people that maybe are still in college, like, do you think this just career choice is something that, can be a successful one for people they want to get into it
1: oh absolutely yeah Um, there's lots of sports dietitians that i followed on instagram and i look up to very heavily um just because within dietetics we rely heavily on research um systematic reviews all of the things um so deciphering kind of what that knowledge and applying it is really important and that's kind of what our job is as providers is just to explain, you know, what we're just suggesting and how to maybe apply it into individuals' um, perspective. And actually, kind of segueing, I started a fuel field performance because that is something I do think can grow pretty well. Kind of how a lot of sports dietitians, at least independently, can work. Um, I know that universities can contract through them if they aren't hiring one of their own it's just kind of something i think a lot of sports dietitians eventually do go into is having like their own llc just because there are a lot of different sports teams either from high school and above that want that sports nutrition component but maybe can't afford having a full-time sports performance dietitian excuse me so um, i definitely think it's ever expanding field to say the least
0: once you start maybe working with an athlete that hasn't been accustomed to healthy eating you try to establish habits early on try to teach them really solid foundations but for any athletes that really aren't wanting to commit to a healthy lifestyle and just kind of like feel like no you know what i'm eating even if it's bad for me isn't going to affect me like i guess what what would you say for maybe the up-and-coming athletes that kind of don't believe that what you put in your body won't affect them
1: I always encourage the small attainable goals if it's really something that they're not buying into. Um, And I think that also comes with building rapport with whoever you're working with is just like having that trust factor between each other. And so I think kind of time will kind of help with that. And then just continuing to be an available resource for them. So um, I always ask, you know, if they have any questions and sometimes that does encourage them to be like, oh, actually, yeah, like I would like to ask you about this. For one of my athletes that um, just, you know, isn't used to the types of food components that we're encouraging, Um, it's just really making sure that we're getting enough of each of the different food groups. So then we're going to be modifying the type or how nutrient dense they might be. So again, just working with them individually, seeing where kind of their stage of change is and working with them through that. Um, I think, you know, some people are really ready to take big steps and some people just kind of need like one change at a time. Um, and just kind of slowly building on that foundation. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For you, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier how you're trying to reach with people through Instagram. What type of social media platforms, if you have any that you wanted to promote, you can just say it right now, trying to get the word more out about you or just, you know, better eating and for people who want to have a better lifestyle.
1: Absolutely. Um, I manage both the KC Ruse Nutrition Instagram, so it's just KC Ruse Nutrition. And then, like I said, I'm starting my own. That's up and running Fuel Performance LLC. um, Just those words combined. But um, basically, those are it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Courtney, I I appreciate it. You know, for me, I think it's always good for people to just learn more about healthy eating and what is important, what's good to put in your body. But I, I appreciate you taking the time and kind of going in great detail about your job and career.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Always here to help.